0: Hello and welcome to the Grassroots Podcast hosted by Green Industry Pros where we dive into the root of the trends, business strategies, products, and personalities in the green industry. GIE Expo, the International Landscape, Outdoor Living, and Equipment Exposition will be held as planned this year on October 21st through the 23rd at the Kentucky Exposition Center in Louisville. The Outdoor Power Equipment Institute or OPEI is actively working with its trade show partners the National Association of Landscape Professionals, or NALP, and the Professional Grounds Management Society, or PGMS, to design a safe and responsible event that will offer programming and education that directly addresses the challenges currently faced by contractors with all the necessary safety protocols in place in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. In this episode of the Grassroots Podcast, Green Industry Pros Editor, Ryan Wisner, talks with OPEI President, Chris Kaiser, NELP Executive Director Britt Wood, and PGMS Executive Director Stephanie Bruno about the challenges of adjusting to the pandemic and ensuring the show will go on safely. Let's drop in on them now. So um, I guess to start with, obviously, uh, GIE, uh, uh, Chris, you've talked about how that uh, certainly is a go this year. And from what I understand, the three of you have been kind of in regular uh, contacts leading up to kind of making that general announcement. Um, Was there ever really any consideration of of any postponement or cancellation as you had your initial discussions?
1: Well, I can't speak for my partners Uh, on that front. um, I'm delighted that we are working together collaboratively to create the best show we can under the circumstances, and we do meet regularly. I just think early, early on in the debate, um, look, this show is 38 years old. It has a head of steam. Um, We've always certainly wanted it to go on, right? For us, it serves more than just sort of a financial, um, it's more than a financial enterprise. It really is an event where our folks learn, our attendees learn, our manufacturers have a benefit. I mean, it really is, as you always heard me say, it's a family reunion. And I believe that. So I think in the earliest days of, COVID, uh, we were concerned, right, with the uncertainty. But now that the country is restarting, uh, um, I just had a call with my board chairman. It is certainly the belief of our member companies that the show will go on. It's just that key right now is flexibility. We don't know exactly the way it's going to look like. Um, It may be bigger. It may be this. We may use other buildings. There may be more outside. It may look and feel different, but from our standpoint, we certainly intended to go on, and I literally, I'll shut up with this. I'm overwhelmed now with third parties. Here's PSAVE, meet safe guidelines, room metrics and organizations and diagrams. We're going to be overwhelmed with protocols from buildings and buses and airplanes as to how to do things safely. And all I can say is, I believe, along with our partners, that we're committed to using whatever safety protocols these respective businesses have in place to have the safest show possible. Okay.
2: okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think Chris uh, said just that. Just to
3: kind of echo Chris's sentiment, there is, um, you know, from NALP's perspective, we've had uh, we had a, a, our landscaping competition that was in March, uh, which unfortunately we had to cancel. Um, And then we've had some events over the summer, which again, we thought it was in the best interest of canceling. But as we look towards this show, we really felt like it was an opportunity to get the industry back together again and doing so in a very safe way. So uh, like Chris's team and Steph's uh, group, you know, we're all looking at the ways where we can do this in a very, very safe manner. so I have uh, two two members of my team that are, are vigilant with an organization called PCMA, which is all about getting, uh, that's all the event planners. And so they're developing these recommendations in terms of how we do it. And, and to Chris's point, I think this is gonna look very different this year. I mean, it's gonna be a, a different feel, um, but we're going about this in a way where we wanna make sure the safety of our attendees is the number one priority. Um, and that we can accomplish uh, continue to move the business forward. As, as you know, landscapers uh, have, have been deemed essential, and so our businesses are moving forward. And so the ability to meet with your manufacturer partners, um, a, a, as well as uh, others in the industry, is going to be critically important as we continue to move forward. So um, we're looking forward to it, and uh, are going to do everything we can to make it safe. Stephanie, uh, you? You were attempting to jump in there earlier?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Chris and Bray have put it perfectly. You know, we, we have looked at all options, and, you know, we are five months out, and it's very similar to NALP. We did have an event this summer that we had to cancel. It was going to be held in about six weeks from now. And I think, you know, we're five months out. We're working through CDC and NAH guidelines, at least for the School of Grounds Management, and we're just trying to keep up with all of the changing developments. I know that our hotel partner, the Galt House, we've been with them, Going on 15, 20 years now, we've been working very closely with them on what enhancements they've put forth, and they've been very, very candid and put together a nine-page documentation of how they're handling COVID-19 right now, and it does include providing masks and hand sanitizer and enhanced cleaning procedures at their hotel, because we all want to be able to hold a safe event, and we all love the GIE Plus Expo. That's, our members come for education, networking, and the GIE Plus Expo, and that's truly what it is. It's a big family reunion for us.
0: So, as one of the one of the partners, Stephanie, uh, I'm I'm not a, I'm fairly familiar with OPEI and and NALP. I'm I'm. Uh- yeah. I've only been just kind of been exposed to PGMS. So could you tell uh, me uh, what your organization's role is? Yeah, absolutely.
2: So we've been around for over 100 years now, and we are mainly grounds managers at institutions. So think higher education, universities, colleges, hotels, resorts, um, amusement parks like Disneyland, things like that. So membership base is about 1,000 members across the country with some international presence, and most of them are going to be your top-tier grounds manager at um, a higher education facility,
0: okay. so with that with keeping that breaking uh, up uh, I would imagine you've had uh, your members then have had a fairly substantial impact uh, from uh, i mean not that all the all the landscapers have had some amount of impact but the groundskeepers I would imagine have had some impact because certain yeah. universities and such. I haven't been operating, but I would imagine the grounds still have to be taken care of.
2: Yeah, yes and no. So they fall under facilities management. So, you know, they are in many cases deemed essential. So for them, yeah. it's true. I think everyone's going through is social distancing protocols. And for many of our members, it's been, um, you know, the the conversation of technology just couldn't come at a more important time because a lot of them have had to deploy these new technologies in order to maintain these social distancing measures and make sure that they can continue operations, um, be it shift work or or whatever that looks like. So they have seen some disruption. I think it's when you look at the whole context of a university and, and, you know, them canceling classes, you know, that's still... Its own environment that has to be maintained. Wow. So, for, for many of them, they they have been able to continue moving forwards with their daily jobs, just in a different way, like we all have.
0: Sure. So, Chris, she she did bring up that uh, technology uh, certainly is a uh, is a hot topic right now, and and uh, I just saw a uh, a release come through t- today, in fact, about some uh, about the technology summit at at uh, GIE twenty twenty. So technology is going to be a a pretty substantial focus then for this year? Oh, absolutely.
1: And again, we're working with our education partners, both in ALP and PGMS. They'll be putting on a lot of that education. But again, as you've seen from the last few shows, you've seen a tremendous um, growth in robotics, autonomous product, integrated product, et cetera. Um, And you just talked about the facilities side of it. We do have, I know Stephanie's got somebody coming down from the University of Michigan Uh, We're going to be talking about the role of autonomous product or robotic product at these universities. Look, they have the same kind of workforce challenges and personnel challenges um, as do landscapers and other businesses, including our own. Um, And so do what do robotics, do they present in a COVID situation an opportunity for landscapers to do additional work? Is it a potential solution, integrated product, connected product? Um, And those are the kinds of things we want to explore. Look, this is a a once-in-a-lifetime scenario. We're grieved and saddened by it. But look, these businesses have to go forward. They have to operate in the future regardless, right? We are deemed, as, as Britt said, his landscapers are deemed an essential business. These universities are essential. And so we've got to maintain nature doesn't stop. Nature continues to grow. And so we've got to do our part. So, yeah, we think maybe there'll be new software offerings, new technology offerings robotic offerings, all of that hopefully will be showcased at Expo, and Britt and, and Stephanie and their teams will be put, putting on education so that their members can learn therefrom. from. So we think it's, frankly, critically important that people do come to this year's event. Now, again, we'll have to incorporate a way to make it safe, and Britt just described it, it, it will look different. We, you know, we have arenas, so where there may be education sessions held in Freedom Hall and Broadbent Arena, etc., um, we'll probably change and move around the room structure so you can do it. But we need to educate these folks about offerings and products that are available and on a going-forward basis.
0: So with with with, uh, with that in mind, I mean, the, obviously, the import, importance is to uh, uh, to bring the bring these options to the uh, to the attendees. With the challenges the landscapers and, and uh, the groundskeepers have, have faced this year with COVID-19, do you foresee any issue with, uh, with attendance this year in terms of uh, – for, for some, I mean, they certainly have uh, – most have been deemed essential, but on, on, for some, that first month or so, they may not have been deemed essential, so did lose some revenue. Do you think that may be cause, cause that where some may not be able to attend? Britt, I'll turn to you f- to, you know, I got the answer to answer that first.
3: You know, I just. Okay. Um, so uh, at this point, I'll be honest with you. Our folks are uh, still doing pretty well. Um, even if they had a, 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 a hiccup. Uh, just talking to a member that was in a state that did not open up right away. And, uh, you know, he's actually tar- he's a little bit below his overall target, but for the year, he's still up, you know, almost 18%. So um, I, I'm not as concerned about that. I think, again, I, I, I keep leaning on this. It's going to look different. I think it's going to be different in terms of how people get to the show. Um, I think uh, that driving radius is probably going to increase, um, and it's the, it is the nice thing about Louisville being uh, very centrally located kind of in the hotbed, if you will, of, uh, of landscapers and, and contractors. So um, I, I think we will see a difference in that. I think we're going to get people coming who have may, maybe haven't been in a couple of years because they can drive in. Um, I think that's going to be an important aspect of it. But even talking to some of my members on the West Coast, you know, they're, they're looking forward to it. They feel like if, if they can get there safely, uh, that they want to be there. So, um, you know, I think it's really too early to tell exactly what the attendance will look like. Um, we, we still, and again, just to piggyback a little bit on the, on the last topic, I think you're hearing all of us talking about technology and innovation um, as key components of our education. And that's something that, that we're going to focus in on and we think will drive a lot of value. So um, I, I think it's a little too early to tell, but we're, we're feeling very optimistic in terms of where the businesses are um, and, and how people are doing. And, and again, how they're going to get to the show, I think, uh, again, will be different this year. But uh, we're looking forward to having everybody in. Stephanie, do you want to? Yeah,
2: no, I agree with what Britt is saying as well. You know, we're opening up registration um, next month. So in June, we're we're not hearing any feedback from our members that they're not planning on going. They're nervous about going and... They they truly are. They come every year for the education in the show, and this could not be a more relevant year for what they're looking for. Um, you know, we've already I'm, I'm sure with Brit's team as well. We had some education lined up in March, right before this <laughs> this hit, and we've already had to to use a buzzword pivot some of those sessions to be make sure we're we're matching exactly what our members are looking for and leading up to that. And I think you know we couldn't be more excited for General um or Admiral um I think Chris, we could not be a better time to have him speaking as our keynote as well going into this.
1: Sure. Ryan, I want to add just a quick note. Um, and I don't want to be, I don't want to be quoted on this. I don't want to be unkind, but our attendees, our landscaper attendees and professional grounds care and our hardscapers, these are not real estate agents. These are not insurance agents. These are not bankers. These are folks that work. They get out, they go, they do They they work in challenging environments. I have yet to talk, and I've talked to a lot of landscapers of late, because I'm trying to find somebody here, Britt, and I can't find them, because they're so busy, (laughs) Well, they're not taking on new work, unless I can sign a long-term agreement, so the industry's doing okay, I know my manufacturers are having a pretty good season, and I know landscapers are busy. but these are people that work, and they are hardy and helpful and not likely or easily stopped. So I think, to Britt's point, if they figure they can get there safely, is that with personal responsibility, look, people may wear masks. We'll have, you know, it'll be designed differently, and there'll be hand sanitizer. But these are tough folks. Um, sure. We really do think they're going to show up.
0: Okay, fair enough. Now, you, had, uh, Chris, you had talked a little bit about in terms of uh, – as it may look, as you've all stated, it may look a little bit different. Um, I think uh, in the in the general release uh, you put out about uh, that the show is is a go. You mentioned how uh, the expo center does. It, it, there's uh, areas that you haven't used in the past or haven't used recently that you're going to be able to possibly expand into, and that but that hasn't really been determined as far as what you may be doing with the show at this point. Right. The key here is
1: flexibility. Again, we're working with the KEC we're working with the city of Louisville, talking to our partners, um, because we do have those additional spaces. And when we're working right now, I know there's a, a pigeon or a rabbit situation um, and Taekwondo, I think, is in Broadbent Arena. There are very small shows that sometimes are in those buildings while we're there. And so we're working now to make sure that we ac- have access to all the additional space that we may require. So we may go back on the asphalt back there by a, by a hardscape house. We'll likely take the West Wing, which we can access. We'll likely do some education and speaking programming in the Freedom Hall building itself. Um, Again, they're just large spaces that we haven't historically used. Um, And again, I think one of the keys on the safety side is there's a lot of outdoor space. That may be reconfigured in a way that allows for more folks to be out there or more attendees or exhibitors. Um, I think the key now is we want to stay flexible so that whatever conditions arise or protocols are established is that we're able to incorporate them. So we're on it. Warren's on it with the KEC and others and building owners and managers, et cetera. And so, again, it's likely going to look or feel different. I know we'll probably change the ingress, egress. We'll probably utilize the north wing lobby as opposed to that middle south wing lobby. Where you know people congregate and it gets congestion, we'll design ways so that that congestion, that ingress egress, is abated. So maybe it's less restrictions on getting onto the floor fewer choke points, more open
0: doors. But we'll do what's required. Sure. Um, let's see what was it? I? I had something in my in, in mind here. Uh, I was uh, Brit uh, regarding the NALP's educational aspects. I know in the past. Uh, some of that's been on site, but some of it's also been more downtown at, at, at the hotel. It is, would this provide an opportunity to possibly move more of it maybe on site to allow for that larger expansion versus what you might be able to
3: accomplish downtown? Yeah, I mean, as Chris said, we're exploring all the options. Um, I think, you know, and I don't want to speak for Steph, but I know both of us are kind of dealing with the same thing. So we, we're going to be very open to the idea, especially if there's additional space, uh, that we can make sure that we're spreading out enough. Um, I think some of the things, some of the, the session rooms that we use at the KEC are, are gigantic and may afford us the opportunity to better spread people out in those rooms. But, um, you know, again, we're uh, we're going to explore everything um, and make the best decision possible as it relates to safety. So um, if, if uh, you know, the KEC is able to make a, a great deal more space available. I think both Steph and I are going to take advantage of that and uh, figure out how we can, we can, you know, get everybody into place um, in a safe manner. So, um, and, and it is, it's about getting rid of some of the choke, the choke points. It's about open doors and sessions. and some all these different things. So, um, I, you know, we're, we're going to keep all options open.
0: Stephanie, did you want to also address that Same
2: for PGMS. You know, yeah, we've been working very closely with Warren Sellers at Show Management. You know, Chris and OPEI have been great to work with as well. And and same with Britt. You know, we have traditionally held education at the hotel and at the expo. So we're looking at, you know, the flexibility that we need via staggering education sessions and just making sure that our, our members are still able to get the education they're looking for and then also be able to whole day safe event as well. So um, looking at all the space options and you know this will be my seventh year at the expo and it just continues continues to grow and and like Chris has um, mentioned there's so many possibilities with the outdoor space that we have and it may just be changing some of our traditional education setups to to being um, something outside.
0: So I guess to, to round it out here then, if, uh, if I could just have each of you and Stephanie we will start with you, uh, just uh, any final thoughts on uh, GIE Expo 2020 as, uh, heading into it and just in terms of the, the safety aspect and just uh, that uh, certainly uh, you're still encouraging people, your, your members to uh, come out and attend.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, we're, you know, to reiterate what I think Chris and Britt have said, we're looking at CDC, NIH, we're looking at what other expos are doing this summer, because this isn't the only event this year that's moving forward. There's plenty of other expos that are being held in August, September, October, and just making sure that we're going to provide our attendees um, a safe event that still provides them the education, the networking, and the expo that they come to Louisville every year for, and um, as long as we're able to do that, we're, we're excited to open up registration next month.
0: Britt, you want to take it next? Sure.
3: Yeah. No, I mean, just you know, again, my message to the to the audience out there is, I, I want you to look forward to to coming to Louisville and uh, and getting top notch education and getting an opportunity to see some of the latest and greatest equipment that Chris's members and and others will be featuring. So um, we're we're excited about this. Um, And and as we've all mentioned, we're gonna make sure we do it safe. And that's the number one priority for us. Um, And so please know that uh, you, you will probably see something that's a little different, but it will be for your safety. And, and we really encourage you to join us. And as Chris, I don't want to steal your thunder on this, but uh, please do bring a comfortable pair of shoes because doing <laughs> be a little more walking than you. Do in the past.
0: And Ryan, if you, if you want to provide a final thought here,
1: sure, Ryan. I mean, um, it was already a big show, and it's certainly likely to be physically bigger. Um, I just like to take a second to thank. My partners, uh, Britt and Stephanie, who are extraordinarily good to work with, uh, to Britt and Stephanie's point, we're interested in frankly our members' safety. Right? We don't want to do this if it can't be done responsibly with their safety in mind. But there's a reason a lot of German—I mean, German now and now European authorities have said—trade shows are not big events like concerts. Right and big entertainment, these big events serve a purpose, right? There's a business purpose here. There's an education purpose. And so it's different. And so we, again, think it's going to go forward. And we appreciate, I certainly appreciate you taking the time to talk to us to help better educate your audience, our our customers, our members, our attendees about just that, is we think we can do this responsibly. Look, our companies would not let us do this if they didn't think we could do it, right? And so we're going to do it responsibly, but there's a lot to learn this year. It is the year to come because it is the year to learn from an unprecedented challenge. And so thank you for having us, and I'm, I'm sure we'd all be happy to talk to you throughout the summer and fall as we get closer in and we know the finer details.
0: Well, I appreciate all three of you coming on today, and I would look forward to uh, having you all on again as, as we get closer to uh, GIE and uh, to see what some of those uh, – protocols will be uh, as, as you figure that out uh, more succinctly. So again, thanks for coming on. And uh, I certainly look forward to seeing all three of you out at GIE. Well, that's it for today. Thanks to our panel, including Chris Kaiser, Britt Wood and Stephanie Bruno for taking the time to talk with us today. We look forward to seeing you all at GIE Expo. For our listeners, tune in every Thursday for another Fresh Cut episode of the Grassroots Podcast by Green Industry Pros, and make sure to subscribe and share. Until next time.